0: I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I do hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. Born in 1891 in the Deep South, author and playwright Zora Neale Hurston was blessed to be protected from what's known as the doctrine of inferiority that so many of us, so many African-American children, myself included, had no choice but to be directly exposed to in our formative years. Now, mostly because her family, Zora's family, they heard about a place called Eatonville when she was just a toddler, about three years old. It was a rural community near Orlando, and the nation's very first incorporated black township. Remember, this is the 1800s. It was, as she later described it, a city of five lakes, three croquet courts, 300 brownskins, 300 good swimmers, and plenty of guavas, two schools, two schools, and no jailhouse. There was Sunday school and two churches. Her father was a pastor, and her mother, Lucy, even directed the Sunday school curriculum. Life was good for Zora. But then things changed, right? But then, (laughs) when she was 13 years young, her mother died. And that was so hard. But that was when the bad times began for Zora. And her wanderings began, she wrote. And not just geographically, but in time. She described it not so much as in time as in spirit. Her new stepmother seemed to best fit the role of Cinderella's stepmother, based on the records there. And they would get into near-fatal Fist fights. And she wrote a feeling, and I quote, bare and bony of comfort and love. So Zora designed a way out of the chaos. I love this about Zora and her story because she became one of the most honored and significant playwrights authors and artists of the first half of the 20th century. As Valerie Boyd recorded in her beautiful biographical essay, Zora's 30-year career, she published four novels, two books of folklore, an autobiography, numerous short stories, several essays, articles, and plays. And Boyd described her as Zora as having a fiery intellect, an infectious sense of humor, and the gift as one friend put it of walking into hearts posthumously she was called a genius of the south you can actually visit her 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 groove, her her groove her grave her resting place there a genius of the south it's so interesting to me how trauma sculpts and changes us in ways trauma and loss it changes us in ways that we'd never expect for better or or worse, And remember that for better part, because there's always the option of for better. Now, I imagine that the shock of losing her beloved and faithful mother and literally being thrown into fistfights of chaos caused Zora to want to go back in time to have more time to figure things out and maybe create something better and brand new because that's exactly what she did. I'm not making this up. (laughs) She changed her birth year and gave herself another 10 years to work things out. She even went back to high school, gave herself another 10 years. And it was easier to do that back then in the early 1900s, especially for African-Americans during that time of turmoil and transition, was easy to do something like that. But for you and me, it's just it's, it's pretty much impossible in the digital age to decide to take 10 years back of your life. I mean, the years the locusts have stolen, as the Bible says in the book of Joel, chapter 2. Take it back. And I can't tell you how many times, countless hours I've spent dreaming, literally, and I mean, dreaming awake, daydreaming, going back in time to talk with my younger self. To tell her how strong she is, that she's beautiful, how smart and how loving, and most of all, how much she deserves to be loved and cherished and never neglected or abused, and how much it means to make decisions with God in mind first. It's no small thing to want to honor God in all areas of life, no matter what. I, I wonder, have you ever imagined what you would say to your younger self, to go back 10 years and hope that... Uh, Or more. Go back more than 10 years and hope that you'd be open-minded enough to listen to your future self. Yeah. What if we could, right? I've come to believe that this type of experience of going back in time, journaling especially, if you're writing it out, there's something about that physical behavior of writing it out and thinking about what would you say to your younger self Because it's kind of a way of gathering up the treasures of wisdom that you've gained. And I found that it brings some healing. It lets you close some things off, some closure, because you realize, hey, none of that trial and heartache was wasted. You have learned and gained so much, especially if you are telling your younger self about the faithfulness of our awesome God. It's also powerful if you decide to take that journaling prompt to just go all the way and tell your younger self all your favorite good moments along the way because that younger self might be in a place where they're thinking, hey, there is nothing good that's going to follow this experience. So add in those joyful moments of celebration too because those are the true treasures. There is lots of good there. And I know sometimes it's easy to just focus on the negative parts of our past. And it's okay to wonder. Zora's story caught my heart because I've been doing one of my favorite tiny habits lately, reciting the 23rd Psalm every day, several times a day, because I'm in a place where I need to remember that it's God who restores our souls. Listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen that's the 23rd psalm and it's just a good reminder of the love of the lord and his faithfulness and when it comes to trauma recovery soul care and time travel you know that's one of my favorite topics the fact that god restores your soul and mine is one of the most beautiful and empowering parts of the prayer of psalm 23 zora wrote that and i quote love makes your soul crawl out of its hiding place and that's always been true Since the first humans began family and community, love is a deciding factor. It's what creates strong communities that are like families where no jails are needed. Like the town of Eatonville where Zora spent the years before her great sadness arrived. The 23rd Psalm reminds you and me that God restores our souls. But for childhood trauma survivors, especially for those born into chaos and abuse, it might be hard to understand what that even means. If you can only remember sorrow, then it makes no sense. He restores our souls to what? Back to the sorrow? No thank you. A perfectly fair question is right there, given what maybe you've been through. But not, you don't want to have that experience, you know? retraumatized, returning to the sorrow. So that's not what it means. It means that God restores you and me to himself. He is the source of love and our refuge. And he will allow you to go back to that place. He will allow you to go deep inside to the place that's never been touched by trauma or shame. That place is real. It's right there in the palm of his hand, right in the moment he dreamed you up and breathed you into life. There's the place where he says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I set you apart. That's the place where you and I were loved with an everlasting love, as the scripture says in Jeremiah chapter 1 and chapter 31. So the tiny habit for successful soul care that I feel so blessed to share with you right now is all about the way that though we can't, and I hate that word can't, barring a miracle, Jesus said all things are possible for those who believe. Though, you know, right now we can't, barring a miracle, go back, Lord, please feel free. We can't go back and fix the things we regret the most, but we can always pray a tiny but powerful, mighty prayer. Lord, take me back to that time in my life when I was right in the palm of your hands, in your arms even, when I was untouched by trauma, shame, abuse, loss, then you choose to be still. So after you pray the tiny prayer, this is tiny habits, it's a recipe. After you pray the tiny prayer, Lord, take me back to that time when I was right there in the palm of your hand or right in your arms before I was touched by trauma, shame and loss. After you pray that tiny prayer and make it your own version, that's important. You can talk to God any kind of way you want to. You are his child and he loves your voice. Then choose to be still and rest in him for as long as you need to. I often add a deep calming breath because it calms your whole nervous system down. Deep in through the nose, out through the mouth as though exhaling through a smoothie straw, and then just be still while he heals you up and reminds you, joyfully reminds you, of who you are apart from the situations and circumstances that left you brokenhearted. Be still. Let him love on you and celebrate his love because you are so loved, so treasured, so valued in the eyes of almighty Star-breathing God, as one of my friends Susie loves to say. Thank you again so much for keeping me company for just a little while today. For more encouraging resources, including show notes, I have a picture there of Zora and a link to some articles you can read. And there's also favorite quotes and free downloads in the show notes. Some of my favorite songs for those hard times and also songs of praise and so much more. Just stop by juniefelix.com, click on the Encouragement tab, and receive updates also on my project with my publisher, Nav Press. It's called You Are Worth the Work Moving Forward from Trauma to Faith.